I live in a nice, close-knit community, and I want to tell you, my neighbors listen to some fantastic music, whether they want to or not. Welcome to Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Well, greetings and hello from the top of the world, sitting in my little honeycomb. Doing what I do, back again, once again, just to tell you a story or two and keep you up with what's going on in my life. Doing it for the legacy, doing it for my grandkids, which by this time next week, I'm going to have another one. Um, My oldest is uh, expecting a little girl. She's scheduled for her c-section next monday which will be the 13th and depending on when you're listening to this uh, i will have uh, as yet unnamed granddaughter it's very exciting very uh, man my life is is full of riches like that full of wealthy stories and 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 events and adventures and it just keeps going and that's why i'm here i'm here to talk about it and report it and i hope you enjoy the journey with me and i hope that in some future existence or some future years from now that uh, my children, my grandchildren are hearing this. And if I am gone, if I am departed, here I still am. Um, This is the legacy I'm putting out. Am I rambling? I think I'm rambling. I think I'm saying some of the same things over, but it's great to be here uh, where I'm at. Still up here in Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, My contract has been renewed beginning June the 1st, or that, that uh, whatever week that is, we are going to six nights a week and three sessions a night for my little show, 13, a theatrical seance experience. And I am so excited for it. I'm excited for the, for the I mean, I'm going to use the word grind, but I don't mean any of that in a negative connotation. I get to do what I do. I am blessed to do what I do. And it gets polished the more it gets done, and, the, and it becomes deeper and, and more uplifting. At least that's my goal, and that's what I'm shooting for. So, last week, and I know I reported on this in the, uh, the YouTube vlog, the video vlog that comes out once a week, that a very close friend and a mentor and uh, a man that I love very, very dearly gave me a call to let me know that he had been diagnosed Uh, with cancer, and that he had undergone surgery to have things removed um, just to, uh, you know, to to get him back to to speed, to get him back on his feet, as it were. And the operation was very successful, but they were waiting for tests from surrounding tissues and things because cancer has a way of not just staying in one place, of trying to find different, uh, different attack levels. Well, I got a call from him about 30 minutes ago telling me that he is all clear. Uh, No sign of cancer, no sign of of anything. Of course, he'll have to take it easy. The gentleman is is nearing 80 years old, and he'll have to keep an eye on things because, like I said, cancer has a way of recurring and coming back. But as of today, and as his good spirits and as his positive outlook on life, he is cancer-free, and I I am rejoicing to the universe that... I get to spend extra time in his presence. I get to hear his voice on the phone. I get to learn a little bit more from my friend because every time I speak with him, I learn something new. Um, His name is Max. 
and uh, and he's been a part of my life for a number of years, and he's one of the very few people who, when I made the mistakes that I made, when I when I followed the wrong path, when I when I didn't listen to my own good common sense, and I went off the dark end, and basically screwed up my own life. He is one of the very few people who actually stayed on my side, who who had the 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 love for me to tell me, yeah, you did wrong, you did you did a bad thing, you 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 know, and you've hurt some people. But his immediate response to that was, but I love you, and I'm here for you, and I will help you through this, and hopefully. You know, hopefully you can get to the other side and, and make some you know, make some amends or, or, or at least lead by a better example and let you let uh, the way you screwed up be a, be a warning to other people and maybe that's part of my legacy as well. But he was there by my side and and he did not condemn me. I mean he as he told me that I did wrong and he pointed out where I did wrong and he he offered advice, but in no way at all did he condemn me or cut, try to cut me out of his life. Like, like so many did, you know, and I, I'm taking full responsibility for everything that I did wrong and constantly searching for ways to, if not make it right, to at least make it less painful. Uh, that's probably the best way I can describe it, and even that is not as well as I was like to say it. But anyway, uh, I drifted off course. I really wanted this to be a celebration of uh, the continuing life of Max and, and my joy that he is still here on this plane with us. Um, I have I've been thinking this week about a lot of different things. I've been writing a bit about the power of the story and the power of storytelling. And and um, rather than get too serious, I think I'd like to share with you a, an amusing story uh, from a few years ago in the uh, in the consistent and constant journey of Hannibal. Um I am uh, I am a single dude. Um, there are friends that I have that I mean there have there have been romantic encounters and and I'll just tell you let me let me actually let me start from a better position. I was at a, at a for a very long period of my life uh, addicted to to what's the what's the proper term here? I wasn't addicted to sex. It, that that wasn't a that wasn't ever part of it, but I was addicted to the idea. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was it was the the form and the function and the idea of intimacy and and closeness with another human being, um, or or you know, more than one even that led me astray, and and it wasn't it was never something that I acted on. I had the chance, I had the opportunity, I had the offer. And later, after after my marriage had already fallen apart and I was living on my own, I succumbed to some of those, but they were very unsatisfying uh, on, on a spiritual level, on a physical level. It was it was okay. It it was it was nice, I suppose, but it was really largely unfulfilling. And uh, because I had carried this addiction from, gosh, to early teen years. Um, and I don't know if that was a lack of guidance or something that was just burned into me or the atmosphere and the places that I hung out and the, the people that I was around. I carried it for decades. And then when I found myself single and, um, and 
gosh, the word bachelor keeps coming up in my head. I lost, I lost my appetite for it. I mean, and, and in a very, very real way, it just, it, it stopped. And it literally like overnight, I lost interest. I wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't hungry anymore. I found a focus for my work. I found a focus for my art and I, I don't know how to explain this really well. I, I got into it. I got into this, into this story thinking that I did have a way and then I realized that's just not really it. It literally was like a faucet was turned off. Like, all right, that's it. You're done. And I, I, I mourn the damage that my addiction had on my life and on the lives of people that I care deeply about. I thought I was in love. And I was wrong. I wasn't even in lust. I was just addicted to the idea and and it derailed everything in my life and literally, quite literally, everything in my life. And I, I'm still not, my life has not fully recovered. It's found a different journey and I'm living a very different life. Uh, like, like all this is titled, The Season of Solitude. I am I am on my own, I am living on my own, I am isolated up in the mountains of Colorado, focusing 100% on my work, on my art, which includes this podcast and the stories that I tell. There's been a lack of romance, let's put it that way. Um, there have certainly, there has certainly been an interested party, um, but I, I find myself, I mean, I moved here because of the art. I, I got the offer, and they're really, I got two offers at the same time. I, I'm sure I told you that story before. I got two offers at the same time. One was for Nashville. One was for here in Estes Park. And the only hesitation I had was which path am I going to follow? Not am I going to stay in Hollywood and still pursue the corrupted dream of the Magic Castle and what it used to be and what it used to mean to me and what it has become. It was, no, where, where am I going to go? Which, which path am I going to follow? And the, 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 after I got here, the answer was very easy. Um, the beauty of the mountains, the serenity of the air, the, the gentleness uh, that surrounds me here. Uh, the love that I have for myself and that I've found for myself and the work that I've put in has made a, a huge, tremendous difference in my life. Um, I did, for a little while, uh, there was a pursuit of a romance, and quite frankly, the uh, the lady was just not interested. She she came out of a, of a bad relationship and needs, and still needed and still needs time to find her own self, to find her love for herself, to find her own path, and it was made clear that, you know, boyfriend material was, was not what she was looking for, and that's lovely, and it's beautiful, and it's fine, and I deal with that because I'm responsible for my own feelings and my own perspective on things, but that, that sexual hunger that I used to have, that, that uh, unquenchable desire that plagued me for so long that I prayed often when I when I used to do that uh, finally just like a spigot turned off 
long way to go to, to, to say that's where my mindset is now and where my focus is now. My passion, my, my love is for all people. My passion is for my art and what I can put on the stage and explode out of my own heart for however much time I have left myself. So here's a story. Um, I was still living in Charlotte. This was, wow, okay, looking at, at my notes, this was actually uh, seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Uh, this week, in fact, I was working at the Magic Castle. I had been hired to come out to Hollywood for a week. No, wait, for two weeks. And uh, and perform in the close-up room at the Magic Castle. Um, and I, I still was... was uh, deeply wrapped up in the castle and, and everything that it could be. I lived far away, but I would come several times a year. They would hire me to come out and perform. Um, when one is a minor celebrity in the, in the well-to-do uh, hills of Hollywood, um, there comes with it a certain amount of, well, the fans. The, the, I'll just call it that, the, the people that... Uh, contact you when they know there is something to be had or a show to go to. So I was booked for this week, and when I get booked for a week at the Magic Castle, uh, people that I only hear from when I'm working at the Magic Castle will contact me. Uh, can we get tickets? Can we get in? Can we get uh, getting into the castle is not just walking up and going through the door paying a, a, a fee. You have to know someone. You have to be a friend and be invited by one of the members. And as a performing member... I got a certain amount of passes for whatever week I was working in that I could distribute to people to come in and see my show. So there'd be a lot of people with different levels of familiarity that would just contact me out of the blue. Even people I didn't know. I will get emails from people going, well, it's my aunt's birthday and she's never been to the castle and we'd like, we heard you're a great performer and we'd like to get some free tickets to come in. You know, I get all kinds of that and it'll start as soon as I announce that I'm performing there, uh, from and I'm talking dozens, dozens and dozens, scores even, of, uh, of requests. And I, at the very beginning, when I very first started working there, I, I kind of said yes to everybody, you know, just to, because uh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was an ongoing thing, but everybody that I could get in, I would. And some I never invited back again, and some I looked forward to seeing again and over and over. Well, there was a young lady who had been coming to see me from the very first time I ever worked there, back in 2010. And she would always bring friends to, to come along, and they would spend money in the restaurant, and they would spend money at the bar, and they were really well-behaved in the shows, and there was never any trouble about, you know, about anything, about being overserved or, or any kind of wild stories. She was very respectful, and all of her friends were very respectful. And important to the business, they dropped some dollars, you know, which keeps the doors open. And she was just always a joy uh, to work for. So she would be on the regular list, and, it, uh, you know, when she'd see in the newsletter that, uh, oh, did I tell you I have a newsletter? I have a newsletter. Uh, there'll, be a, there'll be a link to how to join my newsletter in the comments section or, or something, but I'll, or I'll put it in here later if I remember. Um, anyway, she saw in the newsletter that I was going to be performing at the castle, and she contacted me. And very politely, she said, well, my brother is in, the, in town, he's in the Army, he's in, the, in town on Monday, but then I'd like to bring some girlfriends along on Tuesday. Uh, if I have to pick one or the other, I would pick, you know, bring in my brother, but if it's possible, could I get passes for both Monday and Tuesday? 
And because she had a good reputation with me, and she'd always been very, very nice uh, about uh, and respectful about the way she behaved in the castle, and all of her friends did, I said, sure, you can do both nights, not a problem at all. Um, come, and, you know, and I sent her the passes, and I said, enjoy your night. Uh, make sure you let me know you're here, and I will save you and your brother a seat at one of the uh, one of the shows. So Monday she came with her brother, and he was just overwhelmed and overjoyed to be there, and loved the castle and loved all the shows he got to see and the and the food and the beverages. He had a really great time, and at the end of the night they said thank you uh, nicely, and uh, and she said she looked forward to seeing me the next night. So cool. And um, the next night came around, and they came. She and her girlfriends came super early because they wanted to catch uh, dinner and as many uh, performances as they, as they possibly could for various performers in the castle. I don't remember who was there that week, but I do remember it was it was a really really good week to come to the castle. So um, they came in. They came to my very first show, and they all had a, a really good time, and I had a good time playing with them. And they went off to to finish the rest of their night. Well, I got a text, and I was working the the late shift, the evening, the late evening shows at the castle, and I got a uh, I got a text around eleven p.m., and the lady said, "Well, we had a great time. All the shows were good. Um, I'm sending my girlfriends home, but I'm going to stick around. Maybe we could could get a drink between you know at the main bar between your next shows," and I didn't think anything of it, and you know, I'm, oh, good, good, a friend would like to have a drink with me, cool. Uh, sure, I've got about 20 minutes that I could hang out before I begin again, uh, I'd love to, to do that. So we hung out at the main bar, and we had a beverage, and we she talked about the shows they got to see, and how excited her girlfriends were there to be there, and how she always looked forward to coming, for me, coming to town, and, and again, thanking me, and telling me about her life, and her uh, she was doing some modeling at the time, and she was hopeful for uh, for that to go a little further, you know, in the in L.A. and uh, and she has become quite successful at it. And um, and then it was time for me to go back, and I thanked her much, and she hugged me and said uh, said good night, and I went back and did my show. Well, after that show, I got back to my dressing room, and I had a text waiting for me saying, you know. Um, it was really cool hanging out with you. Would you maybe like to go get a bite to eat after you finish your last show? And I didn't think anything of it, and I said, that that might be nice, but understand that my last show, I'm, I'm not going to get out of here until like 1.30, maybe 1.45 in the morning, which, you know, that's not a problem in Los Angeles. You can You can find something to eat. You can find a diner 24 hours a day in Los Angeles. And there are several nearby the castle, within walking distance, in fact. And uh, so she's like, can we get a bite to eat and hang out and talk some more? And didn't think anything about it. Thought, that's great. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and so, cool. I went to uh, to finish up my last show and uh, came back. And there was a text in my waiting room saying, you know, I'm not really hungry. I, I You know, it's, it's kind of late. Um we had great food at the at the club. I was really just wanting to hang out with you. Are you staying nearby? And you know, when I when I worked at the castle, there was an apartment across the street for uh, for the performers. We each had our own apartment, um, you know, to take care of us. And I was like, yeah, in fact, I have a place just right across the street. And she's like, well, you know, I I have a couple of bottles of wine in the trunk of my car. 
Um, maybe we could just hang out at your place, drink some wine, and watch a movie. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought, that's great. Sure, that'd be fun. And uh, I said, I'll be done, you know, in about 15 or 20 minutes. I will meet you outside. And, uh, and we could just walk across the street. Cool. Cool. So I finished up, and I packed up, and I said everything for the next, you know, the next night. And went outside and met this young lady. And we walked across the street and went to my apartment and found a, a movie on Netflix, which honestly, right now, couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, it was a comedy of some sorts because we, while we were talking, we'd stop every once in a while and watch the movie and, and laugh and, and have a good, you know, enjoy what we were watching. But right now, I couldn't tell you the name of the movie. So we're sitting on my couch and we're kind of. Uh, turned toward each other and our knees are touching and and she is touching my hand touching my shoulder as we're talking laughing no very very physical um signs that I can recognize now but I didn't recognize then so we we go on and and, and we're talking and we're laughing and occasionally watching the film and it's about I'm going to say between 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning and she looks at her watch and, and stands up and runs, goes to the restroom and comes back and she sat down on the couch next to me and she said, you know, um, I've had a little bit too much to drink. I don't think it's a good idea that I drive home. Um, would it be okay if I stayed here? And I didn't think anything about it. And I said, sure. Um, I have a spare room. There's a there's actually two bedrooms in this little apartment, and you're welcome to stay in uh, in the spare room. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you from here. I know. I know. I know. I know. I've gone over this a thousand times in my head already. Anyway, she looked at me for a very very long time. I mean, a really long time. Like, wow, you're not picking up on every sign I've tried to give you for the past four or five hours. And she gently took my face in her hands and said, I'm trying to have sex with you. And I went, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. And she said, yeah, I get, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether to be flattered or to be insulted or uh, I'm just going to go with flattered because clearly... Um, you were thinking of me as uh, in a friendly way, and, and, you, and you certainly weren't looking to take advantage of me. And, and I'm like, well, honestly, right before you asked to spend the night, I was trying to figure out a way to ask you to lunch tomorrow to see if you would go on a date with me. And she went, well, I kind of have the same idea, but right now what I'm focusing on is uh, having sex with you. And... I thought for a moment, and I went, honestly, um, you and I are both uh, both drunk. We're both way intoxicated, and that is probably not the best time to make that decision. So how about we, we can sleep together, I mean literally sleep together, and when we are sober in the morning, we can make up our minds uh, more clearly on, on, that particular, uh, on that particular action. And they all lived happily ever after. Um, we are, we are, uh, we had our moment. 
we we spent most of the rest of the week together um and she uh she got into a into a, a serious relationship and and kind of moved on it was it was lovely and it was pleasant for a, a week or so and then you know corresponding over the next few months or so um and then we all we we both went on with our lives which was fine it was a a casual lovely fling um and uh it was right around that time when i recognized within myself that the the hunger the addiction the uh the constant um i don't want to use the word chase because i was never really chasing but observing let's say uh noting things around me i uh, had gone away and it continued to fade uh with each passing moment uh, leading me up to here uh i still seek love in the world i still seek to put love out into the world but for whatever reason and i'm grateful for whatever that reason is the uh, the addiction and the desire went away and i mean completely went away hmm got a little deeper than i meant than i meant to i, I thought the story was amusing because i was completely uh in the dark uh, about the lady's intentions and and what she wanted and and it 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 feels odd to me that I didn't pick up on the signs and I certainly don't don't get me wrong I don't have any uh I don't think any less of her you know for any reason that doesn't make any sense um I'm just I find it really funny that I was so blind in in that particular moment um cuz she was lovely she's she's a uh, I mean, you know, she models in Los Angeles, uh, and she was fun, and she was funny, and and we had a really great time together on a on a very uh, we'll call it what friends with benefits kind of a kind of a level. There wasn't ever any really serious what I would call romance happening there. It just was a, a moment in time that I'm grateful for. So yeah, so that is uh, the story for this week. As always, um, if you have anything you'd like to hear about, if you have any questions. Uh, of topics or any stories you'd particularly like to hear told, I am reachable. Um, leave comments below wherever you listen to your podcast time, or you can email me at, the ma- at info at themagicartist.com, and I'll make it part of the program. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. My art comes from me, but it is a gift for you as best I can make it. Thanks for listening. I hope your week is well. Screw cancer. We beat you this time. My friend and I have a little more time left, and you could not take him away from me like you have taken others. I'm living my life in gratitude. I'm living my life in solitude. And I hope there is love where you are. I may not know exactly where this road is taking me. I know that I'm exactly right where I'm supposed to be. Journey is long, full of joy and pain. But as long as you're smiling, I'll stand in the rain. I've got nothing left to give other than love.
anything about that is love is everything I hope there is love where you the funny thing 